Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports podcast. I'm your host, Robert House, here with my co-host, Wiley Fields. Wiley, how are we doing this this fine evening? It's doing great. Ready to be back. It's been too long. We're so back. Everything's back. We're all back. It's great. Um, yeah, obviously, summer. No episodes. Long break. But like I said, we're back. And uh, today we're going to just keep it condensed for the most part. We're going to talk some some Auburn football and some Braves baseball, and we're going to keep it at that. I mean, there's really not much else going on. But we'll actually start with Braves because I think we'll probably spend just we'll, – we'll end on Auburn football since they have their first game on Saturday. But we'll start with the Braves. So, Wiley, take it away. All right. So, a lot has happened since the last time we recorded. I can't remember at what point we talked. Like um, May. May yeah, or so, April. So, there, I mean, we weren't – Atlanta was not terrible. We were we were looking like we were going to be one of the more promising teams um, of the season. But boy, oh boy, the summer really struck gold for us overall. Um, I mean, to us at this point, a bad week is losing three games, and uh, or a, a, a ten game stretch. If we go seven and three, we feel like we're losing the entire season, um, which is a great thing, though. But uh, man, Ronald Acuna has been phenomenal, um, obviously. Right now, Mookie Betts is like has or a lot of people have him winning over MVP over Ronald. But after a performance last night that Ronald had with uh, he was four for five with five RBIs, a home run, um, four runs scored. Yeah, and he got to sixty steals on the season, and he's one home run away now from uh, uh, the thirty sixty season, which has never been done. Um, to me, you just can't. It's really hard to compare that to anyone else because it's not comparable and I just feel like Ronald's been on a different level consistently the entire year Uh, but that's another discussion Uh, I'd rather us win the World Series than him win MVP but that's another time but anyways uh, uh, Max Freed and Kyle Wright went down really early Um, a lot of I know me especially did not Really, not that I didn't have faith in the summer and the season, but definitely was not looking forward to uh, not having those two guys, you know, just being our aces and thought that Strider was going to have to carry the load. But honestly, for a while, Strider struggled, but everyone else kind of came around. Um, Bryce Elder has been overall great um, as of late since right before the All-Star break when Atlanta went down to Tampa. He's... He's gotten that ERA back up a lot, and he, he just has not had his same stuff, but he's still a ground ball machine and um, won't get you a lot of strikeouts, but he'll get the guy out somehow, some way, and it kind of doesn't matter if it's in play on the infield because the infield's so stacked. Um, uh, Ozzy was out for a while, but he's back. Um, he went over 6 last night, I believe, but that's okay. I mean, he'll get going. And I saw a crazy stat, though, just – I mean. Well, the resurrection of Marcel Azuna should be the story of the year, in my opinion. Azuna um, from the Braves. I mean, he's he's just been phenomenal. I think I saw a comparison to him and Mookie Betts in like the past week, and I think Marcel. I think Marcel batted six hundred the past week. Mookie batted six hundred. Marcel batted like five hundred, but out homered him by like like seven home runs. Seven home time. runs out. His OPS was 
a lot better. His WRC plus was a lot better. Everything yeah. was better but batting average, and Mookie Betts won Player of the Week just because they're trying to push a narrative right now that Mookie Betts is now challenging Ronald for the NL MVP because Mookie's on some crazy heater right now, which he is. He absolutely is. But like yeah. we were saying earlier, Ronald's just been consistently better than everybody the entire season, which, um, which means... Like, it's great that Mookie's hot, but, again, Ronald's been more consistent. So, you know, the, it, if, if he gets to 30-60, which I don't see why he wouldn't, there's 20, 31 games left, and he's one home run away. And he could also very – it's very possible that he could get to 40-60. It's possible that he could get to 40-60. It's probably not likely. Um, he hasn't really been – the power hitter that he may everybody wanted him to be or that he may that he's been but he's been more he's lowered his strikeout rate like an absurd amount yeah. he's batting he's been batting th- above, I don't think he's dropped below 330 like at all this season he may have been at like 329 at the one first point. week yeah but he's been above 330 he was at almost at 340 at one point I think a month or so ago yeah um but he's just been like more, he gets on base. I mean, he's been getting on base. I mean, that's why he bats first. He gets on base, and the home runs are kind of a plus. I mean, absolutely. He's a five-tool guy. His defense has been. I mean, he's probably missed some plays that I know that he would probably want to take back. But defensively, he he's been what he needs to be. He's stolen a bunch of bases. He gets on base, scores runs, hits home runs. Hit, gets hits. I mean, uh, there's there's really nothing that he doesn't do. Yeah. Um, People forget also, like, there there was a lot of talk about, you know, or people wonder how Matt Olson has, like, 20 RBIs more than anyone in the league and how we score so much in the first inning. And it's, it's simply because Ronald gets on base the first at bat yeah. just about every single game. And when Matt was batting second, it would go, like, Ronald singles – He'll steal a base, and then Matt Olson singles or doubles or whatever, hits a home run, and that scores a run, and Matt Olson gets a home run. Like, that was – and then even when he moved to fourth, like, Ronald would get on base, and Ozzy or Austin would either get on base or whatever, get out, and then Matt Olson would hit a base hit or hit a home run, and it would score again. And all those guys were getting on base, and Matt Olson was just racking up RBIs. And yeah. he's been a little bit – He's been a little bit quiet. He's not even been quiet. He had a triple last night, which he's what was his second or third of the season, which I is crazy because he's probably one of the slowest guys on the team. <laughs> but he just he hits it in the right spot occasionally. But he hasn't really just been quiet. He just hasn't. He kind of had a home run streak and then really hasn't hit one in a in a few maybe in like a week or so. Um, but he's still getting RBIs, which is kind of all that matters. I don't think. I don't think any of these guys. I know there's a Ronald uh, interview where he was like, I don't really – I don't think he didn't say he didn't care about the NL MVP. I think he s- said something about rather win the World Series. And I think every guy on that team would rather win the World Series over any individual accolade, which is, I think, why the Braves have such a good team culture and locker room culture because all those guys want to win the World Series – not saying that those individual things are bad, and I'm sure that some of those guys want to win 
those certain things, but they would they're prioritizing the team stuff over it, which is, I mean, and all those guys are. I think we've talked about this before. All those guys are locked up for, like, I think a minimum of like five years. Yeah. Um, I think Ozzy's the next closest at like twenty twenty seven, so four years. Um. But there's yeah, thirty one games left. They've got a, their second game of the Colorado series after winning 14-4 last night. They go to the Dodgers for a four-game series and then have a homestand. And then it's kind of just – I know we play the Phillies a ton before the end of the season. Yeah, we've got a um, four-game series against the Phillies, three-game series – yeah, we play them seven more times. We play them seven times Which in September. We need because we're probably going to play them in yeah, our we, first round of the playoffs. Um, I think they're twelve and a half games back right now, and they've consistently been at that rate pretty much for a month now. But man, that is the one team I'd rather play the Dodgers in the first round than Phillies. Yeah, I after would last year, love to knock the Phillies around, um, but they're a good team. I mean, but the the Braves have just been so like. When the front half of the order isn't doing well, the back half is doing well, yeah, and it's they, like they pick up the slack. Like Michael Harris, he's been he'd been batting second while Ozzy was out, but like Eddie Orlando and Michael, Michael especially has been batting like four hundred in the last like month and a half, and he's like he's been unreal. Orlando kind of got quiet for a little bit, but he's kind of back. Eddie got super hot at one point. And then Marcel has been – he's been under – it's crazy. Like, his his first month, it was like, please get rid of him. About like 59? He was like – he had like four – he was like four for 80-something, and three of those were home runs. Something like absurd like that. Um, but I saw a stat yesterday. There's no, no team in MLB history – has had five players with 30-plus home runs and 75 RBIs. And I think Ronald, Marcel, and, like, I think Ronald, Marcel, and Ozzy are all, like, a home run or two short. I think Marcel's, like, four RBIs short. It's, like, really, really, really close to hitting it, which would be absurd. And then um, I think there's, what we have, like, seven players now with over 20 home runs. So... There's still, you know, still plenty of baseball left. A lot can happen, but Braves, best team in baseball, have been since the start of the summer. But there's still a long way to go. Yeah. There's nothing is won yet. Phillies could make some moves, um, but besides the Phillies, I don't think the Marlins can catch up. They're like 20 games back. But the Braves have been very good, so. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if you've been watching the metal, if you've been watching MLB, any MLB, you know. So, that is going to be something to look at for the next month, two months really, because of the playoffs. So, that's probably going to be it for Braves, unless you want to add anything. No, I have nothing else. Uh, so let's get to Auburn football. Most exciting. Whoop whoop. Most exciting part of the year. It was week zero this past weekend, which had. You know, it had football. It wasn't the most exciting football, but there was football, which was nice. But this week is, you know, when everybody is week one. 
Week one, maybe. So, yeah. Auburn plays UMass. UMass actually did play in week zero. They played New Mexico State, who Auburn plays before Bama in November. So, that was a good kind of interesting matchup. UMass won that 41-30. to UMass has been awful the past few years. I think that was their first road game that they've won in four years. And, um, I mean, I'm not going to say they're, like, really good, but they're they're a team. They are a team. Uh, Auburn, uh, Hugh Freeze has done seemingly what looks to be a real – I mean, he's obviously done a really good job recruiting, not just this year's class, but – Next year's class and the year's class after that is, especially 2024's class, is on another level. I, it, watching him recruit, it's like, what was Brian Harson doing? Was he, it's like he wasn't even, watch, he wasn't even doing anything. Wasn't like, in the same league. I could have done a better, it seems like I could have done a better job recruiting than Brian Harson, and that's probably a crazy thing to say because I have no idea what I'm doing. So, ignore that. But... Q Freeze has done a really good job. Peyton Thorne's going to be the starting quarterback. Jarquez at running back. Our running back room's really good. Interesting to see how Peyton Thorne does. Uh, apparently our offensive line is night and day from last year, which is, I think, what most people were looking at because it really is going to start. How this offense is going to do is really going to start at the offensive line, especially with the running back room we have. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver room has added some size from what from past Auburn teams. I feel like in the recent, you know, five years-ish, a lot of Auburn receivers have been on the smaller side. And small being like 5'11", 6 foot, you know, 180, 190 pounds. Seth Williams was a beast. He was bigger. Um, but, like, they've just kind of been on the smaller side. But there's still some smaller wide receivers, but we've added some guys that are like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, we've added a lot of height. Um, which is huge because um, I think you've got to have a guy that you can throw it to, just throw it up to, you know, screw it. He's down there somewhere. we got to have that guy. Yeah. Um, and it seems like we might have that guy in Shane Hooks, and he's the transfer from uh, – Jackson State, right? Jackson yeah. State, yes. He and was uh, – oh, is it Shader Sanders? I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, Sh- Shader Sanders. Shader Sanders. It was his number one target at Jackson State. And he's like a he's a fifth year, I think. Something like that. So he's he's got experience under his belt, and he he's really tall. I think he's like six yeah. four, six five, um, and he's apparently made some really good catches. But O line looks good. Tight end room looks. I mean, Auburn's always had some decent tight ends. I think this Rivaldo Fairweather it might be a different animal um, from what I've seen yeah. and what I've heard. He might be like the actual useful tight end that we've had. Well, we've had useful tight ends. We just never like, use them. Not the way that you would think a tight end. Like you know, yeah, right. Use them more as like H, like blocking back with, right. or like go out on a route. This like, is the first tight end we'll probably use since Samuel Uzama, Shanker since was. Yeah, Samuel Shanker was like a. I don't even know like what to consider him, but like this dude is <laughs> how big? I, let's. I'm gonna figure out because he's like Shanker was a utility think, man, basically. Yeah, but I think Rivaldo Fairweather is. He's six five, right? He's. I think he's massive. Six six something like that. He's six four two fifty. So same thing. So he's very. So he weighs as much as Cam Newton. Did. So he weighs as much as Cam Newton, and he's only a couple inches shorter, and he's massive, and he can catch the ball. 
going to be an absolute utility blocking and receiving. So that's going to be something to look at. Uh, offense, you know, offense is what most people are going to look at. I think our defense, you know, we lost some guys, but we also we got some guys. We got some guys yeah. that are going to be lining up on the defensive side of the ball. They're animals that are coming back, transfer, whatever. But I think most people are looking at the offense and Peyton Thorne, you know, how is he going to do? I think we're going to see – we're still going to see Robbie. I think it's going to kind of be occasionally – like Robbie's going to have um, a package here there, maybe like a third down package, and he's just going to be an athlete. Like he's either – I'm sure they'll line him up at wide receiver, running back, quarterback. Like he's going to be kind of – we'll see him all over the place. I, I'm thinking that's what I've heard, and that's what – I think Free said that he'll have some packages if he kind of handles it the right way, being mm-hmm. named the backup, even though I don't really think he's going to be considered. I mean, he'll be a backup quarterback, but he is – he's just going to be kind of an all-around guy. Um, but defensively, uh, D-line – D-line, I don't really I, – I, it's hard to not improve from what we had last year. Yeah, um, for, for sure. In so, every aspect. In every aspect of everything. So, defensive line looks like it's going to be good. I mean, we'll have to yeah. see. Uh, I think what I'm most excited about is our secondary. We got some mm-hmm. – it's uh, J.D. Rhyme. There's uh, – Devin James. DJ DJ, DJ James, DJ sorry. James, Jalen Simpson, uh, Nehemiah Pritchett. There is. Let's see if I can find some more. Uh, we got oh, so Keldrick Falk on the defensive line. I heard he's an animal. He's the he's a freshman. He's, yeah. He's an incoming freshman. Uh, Zacavius Walker is. I think he's a returner. He's a return guy from last year. Elijah McAllister is the Vanderbilt transfer mm-hmm. that's starting at. I think he's he's listed as a linebacker, but I think he's like a like he'll line up at like pass rusher or something. Like he's kind of a little bit of a both kind of guy. Uh, but he's a transfer from Vanderbilt that's really good. Um, Cam Riley, Wesley Steiner, uh, DJ James. We said Nehemiah Pritchett, JD Ryan, Keontae Scott. Jalen Simpson, Austin Osbury, Donovan Kaufman, Zion Puckett, Caleb Wooden. I mean, let's see. Who am I missing? I mean, we just – we got some dudes. Um, Auburn's never really been – I mean, I won't say they've never been a bad defensive team, but it's – defense has most of the time held its own, I would say. I mean – Maybe not entirely. That might be kind of a weird thing to say. But, like, defensively, Auburn should be fine unless something just goes terribly wrong. Um, I like our defensive coordinator. It's not uh, – there's – it's, what, Ron Roberts and Montgomery. Uh, but which one's which? This always confuses me. Forgive me. I know it's it's like John Montgomery and Ron Roberts. I think Ron Roberts is the DC. Yeah, Ron Roberts is DC. And then Montgomery is the OC. And I like both of those guys. I think they're going to do a great job. Hugh Freeze is a yeah Philip Montgomery. Quarter Philip Montgomery. That's right. Uh, Hugh Freeze is a quarterback guru. So 
and uh, well, from what I've seen, Peyton has been like just an absolute lab rat, like just wanting yeah. to get to work. He's been putting in the work. So there's, I don't think, the, from what I've seen, the entire team has been like super hard. Like I don't think it's going to be a lack of hard work. If any, like it's really, I think what it's going to come down to is like we might just not be as talented as other teams, which is like that's just going to. I mean, the SEC is just stacked all around. We're not going to win every game this year. Like just realistically, like I would love to, but we got to play Georgia, Bama, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Uh, I mean, we got to play everybody basically. And, yeah, I'd love to go out and win 12 games. But, realistically, I mean, 7-5, and 8-4 and four would be, like, fine, I would say. Like, it's, it, it's really just wanting – I think my opinion on it, and most everybody – like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, we're going to win 10 games, whatever. Like, it's well, possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we said that last year, and look how that turned out. It's possible. I think it's very possible, but I think a lot would have to go right. But, like, realistically, like, with our schedule and, like, just in my opinion, I just want to see improvement, which won't be hard to do from last year because we were terrible. Uh, And with TJ Finley off the – I hate trashing him, but, like, with TJ Finley off the roster, we're already better. Just just being honest. Um, You know, great. He won us that Georgia State game a few years ago. But Thank God. That was was huge. I mean, we didn't win that. I don't think we make the – Actually, I would have rather lost that because then we don't go get beat by Houston. So, But just wanting to see improvement, which is not going to be hard to do, but like just wanting to see effort, I guess. That effort is like the big thing because last year's team, you could just see them give up at points. Dude, like the Penn State game, the Arkansas game, where we got throttled at home, you could just see that those teams kind of give up. Like mm-hmm. just got beat down, and I just don't think that's going to be this year's team. They're going to fight till the end. It's not going to be a lack of effort or hard work. It's Some teams are just going to be better. I mean, mainly Georgia and Alabama. And Alabama, like, I think Alabama is a very winnable game this year. Do I think yep. we're going to win? The year I don't know. Throughout the season. And... Georgia, I think so. I mean, I think all of our games are winnable. I just think a lot one would have to go right to win some games and a lot go wrong for the other team. But I think they're very winnable games. I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State are very winnable games. I don't think we have to play perfect to beat them. Texas A&M, I don't think we have to play perfect to beat them. Arkansas, don't have to play perfect to beat them. We should beat UMass, Cal, Samford, New Mexico State. And LSU, like mm-hmm. that one. that one's going to be tough because it's in LSU – Vanderbilt is <laughs> Vanderbilt's such an interesting game to me because I don't think Vanderbilt's going to be like super good. I mean, they're improving, but like that just seems like such a trap game to me where we walk in there and somehow get beat because we think we we go in there with an attitude that we think we can win, which I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to allow them to do that. But it just is kind of a scary game because it's in Vanderbilt. I think it'll probably be like seventy five percent Auburn fans, anyways, but. That, I don't know, that game is just one that, like, knowing Auburn and how they've operated the last, you know, decade, that's yeah. a game that we go in there and lose. Like, it's just, there's always a game every year that we should go in and win. When we've got a decent team, 
we go in there and blow it because we walked in there with a cocky attitude. And that just looks like yeah. Vanderbilt to me. I hope I hope I'm wrong. Like I, I think I am wrong, like I probably will be, but you know, so be it. But yeah, so Auburn plays UMass this Saturday at Cal in California the next week, and then Sanford at home for homecoming the next week, and then two Texas AM, Georgia at home, at LSU, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, at Vandy at Arkansas, New Mexico State at home, and then Alabama at home. So, compared to the schedules that Auburn has had, it's not – I don't want to say it's not – it's it's a tough schedule. Next year's schedule is the schedule that is light, lightens up a little bit oh, yeah. from what Auburn's had. But even this year's schedule, like, it, I think it could be a lot worse, in my opinion, which we play one, two, three – four five top 25 teams that are listed now and that's yeah. subject to change very likely to change um but we'll see i think after the first four games the the first three games they'll tell us a lot but those are also teams that we should beat i think the texas a&m game is what's going to be kind of the revealing like what mm-hmm. is this team going to be how is this team going to operate it's a road game at Kyle Field, Texas A&M's probably going to be better than they would likely be better than they were last year. If Auburn can go into Texas A&M and win that game like in a decent fashion, like where it's not like a last-second field goal, even though I'd take any win possible, right? If they go in there and just run it and just score, and you know defense plays well, going into Georgia, I think that gives them a lot of momentum. You know, Georgia's going to be a tough game at home. It is at home, but Georgia's just, I mean, stacked from top to bottom. And everybody knows that. I mean, I don't see that that changing. Um, but I think the Texas A&M game is going to be the first game where we're really able to tell what this team's going to be and what this team's going to look like. So that's what I would say. The first three games are going to, you know, we're going to get to see a lot. But, you know, those are teams that we should whoop up on. Right. Just realistically. Cal, Cal will probably be one that's like, you know, UMass should be like 50-something to zero. Should be. I'm not going to. We're favored by 35. Yeah. So, I mean, we should win at like 50 to, yeah. to 14. Uh, realistically. Maybe 10. I don't know. We Hopefully they don't score any. But Cal's a game that we're probably going to go in there and win like 41 to 24 or something. Like, we're going to win, but it's not going to be like dominant because I don't think Cal's really a bad team if I'm being honest, and it's at Cal. Yeah. But they're not a team that should challenge us in any way. So that's just – yeah. That's it'll, just what I think. It'll be – I think the theme of this season is just – I don't know. I had a word in mind, but I don't know. But I'm just glad that it's new and that it's different and that – we know that it's just different from what we had to face so long ago. Uh, for, for so long. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, the the season tickets sold out. Like, I think Jordan – excuse me, not Jordan. Jordan Hare is going to be rocking, I think, the atmosphere. That was one thing that we really didn't like last year, especially when Kylot got named interim, was atmosphere. I mean, if you saw the Texas A&M game, like – packed out stadium it would look like the national i mean it looked like 
an undefeated team versus an undefeated team, and both teams were like five and seven, or like five and six. I don't even remember. Both teams were terrible, and it looked like yeah, two top teams playing. And I, I, I think that's it's going to be the same issue. Like Auburn's just going to pack the stadium out, regardless. Like everybody, I think most people are behind Hugh Freeze at this point. Like he's done a great job so far. He's got to show it on the field. Um, and I think if he can, if he can do enough on the field, recruiting is going to get easier. Because if you can prove that you can win on the field, selling a team to somebody becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't win, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like if he's, if he goes six and six or seven and five, like it's not the end of the world. Like it's his first year. That's the problem with. It's not like a lot of people say it's just an Auburn problem, but a lot of fan bases would overreact. A lot of people overreact anyways. But it's not the end of the world if he doesn't win twelve. If he doesn't go twelve and zero or fifteen and zero or whatever and win a national championship, like it's his first year. He didn't inherit. He inherited like he inherited a lot of talent, but a lot of dudes that weren't coached right with Brian Harson. So yeah, it just it's just going to be needing to see improvement over the course of the next couple years. I think they're going to give him time. I think Hugh Freeze is somebody. If you give enough time, he will absolutely put your program in position to win a national championship but he's just going to need time and he's it's very possible for him to do a lot in his first year but i think a lot of people have to set their expectations yeah realistically yeah couldn't have said it better myself so we will be back next week to recap the auburn baseball game not baseball excuse me football game <laughs> baseball is long over Auburn baseball is long over. We'll probably talk Braves, but most importantly, we're just excited for football to be back. Cannot wait for football Saturdays and tailgating. Uh, I've been. I think everybody's kind of ready for it. It just gets to the point where you're so close, and that finally happens, and it's like the best feeling. It's like waking up on Christmas. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining, uh, and we will catch everybody next week.